0: Come to the stage right now. put your hands together for Kevin! Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. It is Monday, August 9th, and I'm happy to fucking be here, be alive, be with you. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, gonna do some fun stuff with you guys this week. So, so, first of all, I fucking hate insurance companies. I know this is not, you know, this is... I'm not blowing your brain here. This is not interesting or um, new for you because I'm sure you hate insurance companies, okay? But like insurance is truly the mafia, like in every fucking way, shape and form. And I mean all insurance, whether it's car, I guess you might use car more or something, but health insurance, especially uh, dental insurance, like... I don't know. I, I've been, you know, I got pulled over by a fucking cop because I was doing, um, let's see, what was it, fifty in a forty? Yeah, right. And I haven't gotten a fucking ticket, and especially like a speed, you know, speeding, quote unquote, in uh, in a long time. And you know, I know my insurance might go up. I got to fight this fucking thing. But the point is, insurance companies are like the fucking mafia because it's like. Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Hey, you, you know, you might break your fucking leg, but you know, at least you got insurance. And it's like, okay, yeah, I I guess I might break my break my fucking leg. Um how much do I owe you every month, Kaiser? Uh well, look, here it is. You're going to pay me like 400 uh every month. 400. But like I I mean, can I can I use it whenever I want? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Like i break my leg i can go yeah, yeah yeah you can fix that okay well what if i'm having like a psychiatric you know emergency well are you are you gonna jump off the roof uh no i just want to like you know I'm, I'm having panic attacks i need to talk to someone can i get a therapist <laughs> a therapist well if you're not trying to kill yourself you don't need a fucking therapist like that's how kaiser talks like this is my <laughs> this is my personal experience I pay these cocksuckers $400 a month for the last three years. I go through all this shit with my father. Everyone here is well aware. I say, hey, maybe I should talk to someone after 28 years. And like I go through this whole fucking shit where I pay you motherfuckers money. Not you guys, but you Kaiser, this fucking greaseball mob boss of of a health organization. And then they put me through this. I get this lady who's like 97 years old and she's like i'm going to have to do an intake questionnaire i'm like what i want a therapist we need to determine the severity of your situation there sport like sport call me mr melody what do you anyways um do you do you have suicidal thoughts no all right do you wish you weren't here no i'm I mean, I'm stuck on the phone with you. I wish like, I want to die now, oh, so yes, no, it's a joke, okay, very well, one to ten. How often do you want to die? It's like what 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 I just told you my dad's a drunk. I need to talk about it well you're you're a drunk, you need rehab. We have rehab. No, I want a therapist. A therapist, sure. Let's go back to the questionnaire. How severe would you say your uh, suicidal ideations? I'm like, do you have to want to die to get help? And that's the thing is like, it's so ridiculous the way it's like structured. And I was just like, dude, I know I'm not the only person on planet earth that thinks this is fucked. Now let's go back to the driving fucking, cause I had, I'm conflating everything. So I'm not even upset with my car insurance company cause they're great. It's just that, I'm driving to work. I work uh, a mile. I work 1.4 miles from my front door, and I often don't even think it's worth driving. I could walk it, you know? But I was a little bit late. I'd say about three minutes, and I got in the car, Got you know, whatever. Now, listen to this. I have tint on my car. I don't have a race car. I have a car, uh, you know, uh, an accountant might drive who's retired and Japanese, um, it's a joke. Uh, it's Alexis. So, so anyway, so, so I, I have this older, you know, it's like an older gentleman's car. My car is so old that I gave it the nickname Elmer. Like it's, it's just funny. I it's, it's my old, you know, car. So I was driving this fucking thing right down my street again, about a mile from work. And I'm going about 50 miles per hour. Now, bear in mind, the speed limit is 40. But let me give you the play-by-play. I have limo tint on every window, so I'm perfectly aware that at some point I'll probably get pulled over for the tint, right? I had no seatbelt on. I was holding a coffee mug in my hand, kind of half driving, right? And I was going about 50 miles per hour. Now, mind you, when I got to the red light, that was, I was like maybe couple feet away from I was going to quickly put the seatbelt on put the mug on the floor lower the the tinted windows so I don't get pulled over whatever so these cops are hiding and they they immediately you know and look right now a lot of people have different opinions with cops obviously we know some of them are bad apples and (laughs) we know a lot of them have done some 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 horrible things but but the thing is I live in this you know city where it's it's the cops are are local and they're, and for the most part, they don't bother anyone. But I was really upset because I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to get the tint ticket. So I, I immediately, you know, I, I start, I put my hands up with the coffee mug in my hand and the cops like, uh, he was a black cop and he was like, you know, Hey, are you aware? Hey, hey sir, do you know why I have pulled you over? And I was like, uh, yeah, it's cause I have the, the, I was driving with the cup of coffee in my hand. And he starts laughing and there's this really angry white cop who was like his buddy, like it was like a buddy cop. He was on the other side of the car and he's like, sir, keep your hand. I'm like, I'm like, I got my hands right here. So he goes, sir, you can put the coffee down. I was like, are you sure? Lowering the coffee with my left hand. Like, cause I didn't want to be the guy that like, you know, I'm sure cops are so used to like the second they pull someone over, they got their phone out, you know? So I was like, I'm going to take the other approach. I'm going to just be guilty the whole time. To really fuck with him, you know? So I'm like lowering my coffee, and I'm like, all right, lowering the coffee. Do not shoot. And he was like, Sir, we're not shooting. It's 8 a.m. You're you complied. You're being compliant. I was like, Yeah, okay, no problem. But I'm lowering my coffee right now. Cause I was like, I'm already late to work. I can fuck with fucking Billy and Jim from the fucking Pasadena police department. So I lower my coffee and and then I I go, okay. And they're like, Sir, we just need your license and registration. I was like, I am reaching for the files now. The requested paperwork and documents are coming out now. I'm reaching slowly and clearly. And they're like, "Sir, you can hurry up." And I was like, "I don't want any confusion. I am unarmed." And they're like, "So you don't need to say you're unarmed. We're not it's not what you think." I'm like, "It's fine, sir. It's fine. I know this is just your job. I have two registrations. I know which one's the old one." I pull out the old one because fuck them. They pulled me over. They're going to fuck. I'm going to fuck with them for a while. So I give them the old one and I give them my ID. looks at the old registration. He goes, sir, this registration's a year old. Also, where's your car insurance? I'm getting my new documents now. Hold. And they're like, oh my God, the white guy starts giggling. And the black guy's kind of realizing, you know, uh-oh, he's... You know, he's either really slow or he's having a little too much fun with me. So I pull the insurance card out and I go, this is from, this expires in December 21. They're like, sir, please hand it over. Okay. I am handing the document. Hold. The registration is now coming from the center console. Here's the registration. And they're like, okay, we're going to go back to go, sir, you were speeding in a school zone and you didn't have to tell us about the tent you didn't need to talk about holding the coffee mug or what I said, I was not wearing a seatbelt. They're like, you overshared. I'm like, I'm guilty on all charges. And they were like, okay, look, we're not going to give you like a fucking, uh, they get not a misdemeanor speeding in a fucking school zone. We're just going to drop it to an infraction. Cause you know, frankly, you haven't been pulled over here. You don't really have much of a, a driving record. And, um, we understand you were rushing to work, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh, great. And I can still fight this thing. And maybe they didn't give me, I guess they said they could have given me a reckless driving and a blah, 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 blah. And they could have ticketed me for all the things I admitted I was doing, but I was honest and complied and fucked with them and had a good kind of laugh at their expense. And, um, my insurance company probably won't fuck with me, hopefully. Uh, cause I'm going to have to, I'm going to try to get, you know, a lawyer and do all those fucking stupid things to make sure this doesn't affect me too much. But Look, the point is, um, I wasn't expecting that, and it was kind of, kind of threw me off. You know, it, when things like that happen, it kind of f- throws your week off. But it was a funny... It, I tried to make light of that situation um, at the best I could. Uh, and we'll we'll get back on the, the Kaiser shit. I mean, like, they're good in other situations. I'm really not trying to shit on them. It's just that whole thing where it's like, are you on top of a building? Uh... What, what's the severity of your suicidal ideations? It's like, I'm not, I'm, I just want to talk. I don't, you know, it's fucking insane. Uh, And I, I I never mentioned that. And it's like, that's their first question on the fucking questionnaire. Anyway, Lucy J CBD pre-rolls. Let's talk about this at Lucy J CBD on Instagram and Facebook. Give them a follow. We're going to talk about if you're trying to chill and relax after a long day, Lucy J CBD pre rolls are the best bet. The CBD version of Lucy J is not intoxicating, but most people report a sense of well-being, uplifting mood from the CBD flower and the pre rolls. There's a calming effect from the CBD and the terpenes in the premium hemp flower. E-commerce is on the way, but for now, you can locate any any store that uh, is selling Lucy J CBD pre rolls using their site, uh, using their website and the store locator found on their website. Uh, They also have Lucy J Delta 8 pre-rolls. The Delta 8 version of Lucy J takes your experience to the next level. It's not the Delta variant that we're all afraid of. Uh, This is is the Delta 8 THC. It's a close relative to the Delta 9 THC that's found in cannabis. It is intoxicating, and most people report a very clear head, increased focus, and euphoric high after smoking a Lucy J D8 pre-roll. Go ahead and enjoy the Lucy J product. And follow them, tag at LucyJCBD. Let them know you're uh, you're, you're from our circus here. Let them know. Uh, let's see, where is I? Where was I? Kaiser and the uh, Cunty Questionnaire Lady. Um, yeah, so that was a whole thing. It's kind of annoying. Luckily, I've been in that ACA program. And doing the, you know, the ACA work has been nice. Um, It's been good to, like, talk to other people that have, like, been through the other side of this. Last week, I gave you guys a pretty shocking share. Um, I apologize if that fucked with some of you or, you know, it was overwhelming. But that's all I'm full of, so I'm going to keep doing that. And (laughs) I'll give you some more great stories about uh, um, this trauma. I'm going to work through it with you guys. Uh, Yeah, so part of the whole insurance thing, and, and again... I'm not sitting up here uh, saying that we don't live in a, a country where you can get help if you need it. There's plenty of ways to get help. It's just, it is kind of like with my dad, right? So with my dad, there was all these weird hoops. I've talked about this before. And I, I, before my dad had his crazy relapse, we were we actually had plans to do an episode of my show where I was going to have him kind of talk about his experience uh, you know, in these different types of halfway homes. These different types of sober livings and the way that these motherfuckers run them. But I'm happy to share it with you guys. So, part of the thing is if you're there's a, a distinction between being desperate and being ready, right? And they say this a lot in AA and stuff. So, so basically, if you're an addict and you've decided to stop uh, because you realize you're powerless to alcohol and whatever. And you want help, that means you're super determined and ready to do a 12-step program and get a sponsor and stop using. And And then you're probably not a joy to be around, but you're probably a good team player because you're prepared to do the program and you're willing to stop drinking and you've accepted that you're not going to ever drink again to the best of your ability. Now, some people have nowhere to go and so they'll just kind of lie about their readiness out of desperation. And so when you're just kind of like, I need a fucking place to stay and you're kind of like bullshitting yourself and bullshitting others, a lot of the time these sober living homes can tell, but they also have some ridiculous rules and I'm gonna get to that right now. So the thing is, if you're an addict, there's a number of reasons you'd probably use, right? So if you're suffering from, let's say, bipolar disorder and you have these significant shifts in mood sometimes when you get too low and you want to get high up 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 high again you'll start using so the idea is you're self-medicating right sober living homes and 12-step programs uh were created in an era of uh, that you know these these amazing medications that keep you level-headed and and des- are designed to help you not use because you won't feel the sadsies or the downs or the, the frownies time, you know, like they prevent that kind of behavior. And a lot of these homes are structured where they don't want you to have medication. And so it's much more difficult as a user to agree to be in these homes because you know you can't even have your meds, the things that you're prescribed by a doctor, because they, they, they look at, let's say, Vicodin, the same as a product like Selexa or a product like Lexapro. And it's just simply not. The psychotropic whatever you have to be on, I get it, you know, it, it, it is technically they're taking some sort of drug, but it's keeping them away from the bad drugs, and they're allowed to smoke cigarettes, which is arguably a worse drug, nicotine, so it's just bullshit the way it's structured. Now, the con, since we're talking about mafia fucking insurance fraud, fucking mafia insurance cocksucker company, um, the fraud that is in sober living homes is 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 insanity. Uh, the way they're not only how they uh, the, a lot of sober living homes, especially in the valley uh, where we were living, they, they're structured to kind of take you in and have you fail. And the way they do this, it's really fucking annoying. Is they will say, "Okay, look, we're actually a really affordable home." And they'll have like a four bedroom rental, like a four, it's imagine a four bedroom home and each bedroom, they can put about five or six twin beds. And then they can, you know, they have like another greater room. Let's call it like a master bedroom, like a bigger suite. They can fit maybe 10 in there. Okay. So do the math folks. They could say, Hey, we'll take your kid or your adult or whatever for a month, you know, and a month's rent is 200 bucks. Well, look at this. Let's do the math. They want those fucking beds filled. Now, we're like, "Oh, 200 bucks, that's nothing. We'll pay that 200 bucks." So let's let's say there's 10 beds, that's 2 grand. Okay. Of those 10 beds, they're not going to drug test you? They say they will. Oh, we're going to drug test everybody. Oh, we we all do meetings here. Oh. They all set up scenarios where people are sneaking in pills and taking pills and people are getting drunk. And then what happens is it affects the sobriety of everyone else. And the condition to be there is you're sober because it's a sober living. And the second one person uses, they boot you. And guess what they do? They fill your bed the next day. So these assholes, they don't even truly like enforce rules. They set up situations where you get kicked out. Now there are good sober livings. Like um, I know a couple. Uh, Cabrito House is a great one. Um, Plan D Sober Living like these places that have rules, but they also test frequently. They, um, and you know, force you to attend meetings or they have a meeting house built onto the property. Uh, they have a zero tolerance policy. Like I get that. And it's a good thing. But then sometimes, you know, like I said, when it's for profit and again, you're, there is no insurance that helps with this thing. And Society doesn't really set up many ways to help with this thing. It, it's rough, man, and it's really rough on the users. It's rough on the families, but those motherfuckers that just take money and create these, you know, air quote, sober living situations where they're just making this profit, hand over fist, bring people on they know are going to fail, bring people into the house they know are probably not the best for the other, you know, tenants or roommates or spiritual uh, partners and they just plan on you fucking getting drunk and failing or getting high and failing, my dad in one of these sober living houses i taken t- this was like you know eight years ago. there was a kid he was like this big chubby he was like maybe two hundred ninety eight pounds three hundred and ninety eight pounds he was a huge for and for his height right I didn't even mention his height he was like five one long uh hair he had, he came with a cast um on his arm and his other arm was fine and he had gotten his cast removed and he told my dad he said hey man look i really you got to do me a solid my dad goes what he goes i'm addicted to painkillers my dad goes okay what's the solid he goes if you could break my arm just take my hand he's like i just broke it not long ago you it's 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 pretty easy to break if you could just take my arm and break it we'll split the painkillers and my dad like was like, What? He's like, Yeah, just just break my arm, man. I just want to go it's the, the hospital's right up the road. I'll get the painkillers, we'll split them, it'll be great. And my dad's like, What the fuck? Like, and again, this is the kind of thing I'm saying is like that kid obviously needed to be there. My father obviously had to be there. But when you have these kinds of, you know, folks commingling and no one's really working a program, you're just perpetuating the party you know what i mean like and you have to have some you know rules you have to have some leadership but you have to more importantly have people that want to get better and they're not just there out of like desperation you know they they, they want to have that uh you know uh, healing so to speak so you know it's it's a very interesting thing it's very very interesting um but yeah so anyway as I was saying, it's just funny to me that people are just kind of you know these fucking insurance companies they just fuck you hand over fist it really feels like the mafia will just you know pay your thing every month uh and and be a good uh be a good uh be my good bitch <laughs> and then uh we're gonna quiz you every time you need help. It's like, what the fuck? And the good news is I start therapy tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I did actually get through uh, after complaining. Um, last week, I did like, uh, or the week before, I think, I did an intake thing. And I did another questionnaire thing. And I finally got paired with somebody who is a specialist. And I'm so excited to do that work. And I'll give you guys an update on that. Uh, this week, if you're in Los Angeles, I'm planning to do stand-up uh, Thursday night in north hollywood at various locations i'm planning to do stand-up friday night as well and i believe i'll be doing stand-up sunday night so just instagram unfunnykev, that's where i'll post all the dates and all the info uh and then of course be sure to share unfunnykevin.com that's where all the audio is support tapped in music www.tappedinmusic.com and uh, follow us on Instagram at tapped in and be sure if you have an iPhone, Apple podcast, or go to the show page, the unfunny Kevin show, scroll down. We're we're do- looking good. Just keep giving us those five stars. Uh, leave, leave a, a little comment or something on there to let other people know how much you love the show. I really appreciate it and uh, continue to. Stay with me every Monday Uh, in Spotify, by the way. I I think I mentioned this last show, but I might have not. I have all the music I've used on the outros uh, in a little playlist. So the Unfunny Kevin show is a playlist on Spotify. If you already listen to me on Spotify, you can just type it in. You'll see it. And uh, I got an email about the music. Someone was like, hey, uh, (laughs) what's that song? And I was like, oh, you know what? It's a lot easier to just put it all in a playlist for people. So also adds another element so just just go enjoy that and uh i look forward to talking to you guys next week have a good fucking uh just have a good week and enjoy yourselves hopefully you don't have to use your health insurance or talk to those uh the mafia over there all right (laughs) take care when i get to the bottom i go back to the top of the slide Want me love you